cleaner. And I was like peeing and I farted and almost shit on myself, bro. Like I legit had to sit down and wipe my ass. Like it was just pure sludge. That fucking That should be fucking terrible. That <laughs> it's those press juices, bro. Like do you ever think about like when you get older, you're not gonna be able to control your bowels like that anymore? Like you know how we be like holding in our shits and shit? Yeah, like it's or just gonna fart or whatever. Like you're just gonna be doing sit ups in the gym and you're just gonna shit yourself. Place. I don't know if you're lucky enough or if you I wouldn't know if I don't know to call it luck or like cursed, however you believe and like if you like think old live into an old age is like lit. Like so depending on your stance, if you're lucky enough, you'll live old enough to be able to wear diapers, my nigga, again. It's like you reverse back to what you was. Like on some <laughs> like on some like, <laughs> like Oh diapers. I don't fuck with old age. Yeah. Like at what point You know like No, nah, I feel it Cause I remember You know my papa passed recently And just seeing you think about your elders yeah, yeah seeing him And like One of the last conversations I had with him He was basically just like Like this isn't the way to live Like Being old Just like how he The condition he was in Like having that You know How old was he? I think 85 Nigga my great granny 91 yeah, that's that's man. So was he in like in home care and shit? Or yeah, like he was on pretty much hospice. His lungs was failed. That's what I'm saying. Like you I, know, he was in the fucking military and shit. So I was like, hell, exposed he said, like, to hell bad not, shit. Yeah, yeah, he was like, this isn't the way to live. Because he's totally. not on his own accord anymore. Right? Exactly. Like you got motherfuckers that got to take care of you and shit. Yeah, I'm I don't like, want that for myself, bro. Same here. I'm like, I hope assisted suicide is what they call it. It's legal. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I bet like, my mom put a plug. I, like, I'm just like, I don't want anything. Put a plug. Like whatever. I don't want to like I damn near said if I can't ride my Harley no more I don't want to And then he damn near lucky enough To still have like You know like We don't know if we gonna have kids and shit You know what I'm saying Like you're his grandchild You know like And then your parents Luckily was, my mom You know family yeah. was like Literally all the time with So me. what is it What does being an elder look like For someone that doesn't have kids Like can I Nursing home I mean I try to take care of my niece like, my, ne- my nephew is not even a, Well he just turned a year My niece is five Going on six um, I'm gonna do right by them So that you know that could do right by me. <laughs> you said you you investing in your elderly care right now. <laughs> yeah, nigga, I'm investing in my youth right now so that they can take care of a nigga when I get older. But I damn near just wouldn't want somebody to have to do that shit for me. Though at the same time, I'm just like seeing what my mom had to do for my papa and shit. I'm just like that's hell of shit that I wouldn't want to ask on my kid or nigga anyone really. My granny that lives over on San Pablo, yeah, she did it for like seven people. She's, she outlived her parents, and she outlived all her siblings. She's the last one left, and she did like all the hospice shit for all of them, except for like two of my great uncles that passed, like in their early twenties. But everyone else, nigga, she, she was the like, primary. Imagine what that does to the psyche, my nigga. Yeah, especially seeing people you grew up with, and you. We just took a turn. We went from talking about me damn near shitting on myself. <laughs> To death. <laughs> death. Man, black. the seasons is changing. Dark. <laughs> Fuck. Are we gonna start with this Summer Walker episode? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it, it's wild. The reason why I want, the reason why I want to talk about this, and the reason why I felt like it was kind of perfect timing, because I think me and you have. I don't know if it was recent, but I can say but definitely in the last month you have been talking about dealing with like like some severe anxiety, right? Yeah. And in the last two weeks for me, I've been having 
the most intense anxiety that I can that I can think about since like it's probably been six months since I've had this. Like you know, I deal with the typical day to day shit, like yeah. the social anxiety, the anxiety around work or events. But remember, you were saying like, bro, I've been having nightmares for my anxiety. Yeah, like, I've had that kind of anxiety this week, and I think that was just last week you told me. So yeah, the last like two weeks, bro, I've just been having some wild ass anxiety, and. As you know, I've still been have, having to go out into the world and work. Shit, not work, even like work. multiple exist. work, like <laughs> <laughs> like exists, like nigga, you know, like you know. I know you've had the anxiety to where sometimes even just existing is too much. Like, like you know when you got the pains and shit. Yeah, that's what the like part of chest pain. Yeah, or like sometimes I get um, like really itchy skin when I'm when I'm experience, experiencing anxiety. So like that. To the point where I don't even want to be in like it's like not some I don't want to be alive type shit, but I don't want to feel this anymore. You know, right? Like the itchy skin, the chest pains, the sweating. You just want the pain to go away to where it almost makes you just not want to. Period. (laughs) Period. Yeah. So like, and I think that's like common, right? Like you've dealt with that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So when the shit with Summer Walker was popping off, I'm like, I thought about so many things. I'm like, how could any I. For one, you we both active on Twitter. You see the way people talk about anxiety on the internet, right? Like it's like a fad. Yeah. For a lot or of like fans. mental health is like, oh, it's World Suicide Prevention Day. Motherfuckers or, oh, it's- I am not my anxiety. And like maybe some people find empowerment in that, but that just lets you know like the state of anxiety. Like it's damn near been like marketable, commodified yeah. and co opted damn near. You feel almost me? like a social currency behind yeah. it too, like But I remember like five, six years ago talking about mental health is a total different Yeah. And I mean like it's it's like it's it's two sides of the coin, right? Like I'm I'm also happy that people are so adamant about speaking about shit and yeah. putting it on public platforms and like I take that over as opposed to it being like in the dark, you know? And no one talking about it at all. Because now from that you like you kinda conform like you kinda formed communities mm-hmm. online. But my original point was I don't understand how people seem to be so aware of anxiety, so understanding of anxiety, and from what I read, so many of us suffer from it, deal with it. I couldn't believe the way in which folks were responding to Summer Walker. And for those who don't know, I'm not even really that familiar with Summer Walker. I know she's a singer. She just dropped the album recently that like did numbers. Like she right. fucking dropped the album and then tore off that shit. And she was like selling out shows before the fucking this tour even started. And as someone that works in music, that's something I pay attention to. Like, all right, she dropped the album. That shit did numbers. Numbers <laughs> streaming wise. And then she went and announced a tour right after the album and the tour started selling out. Like that's what caught my attention as a nigga who worked in artist. I mean who works in music. I'm like, fuck. This is something I should be paying attention to. So that's how I first got hip to her. And then I follow a lot of people in music, a lot of women in music who uh, who listen to her, um, a lot of black women who listen to her. So I have been starting to see her name a lot more. And then I found out that she deals with severe chronic anxiety. You know like social anxiety yeah. as well. Um, and so as a result of that, she's like canceled. I think like she she canceled like the second leg of her tour. I she think just canceled the she second just, leg of, second she just leg did a show in San Francisco. I know mm-hmm. that. So she just canceled the second leg of her tour. Then I've also heard people talking about the way that she's performs is like quote unquote like a lack of energy or whatever. So yeah. She's up there, um, and then she's like explained herself multiple times. Like yo, I have badass and like the tiny desk thing was like the thing where I think that really sparked it. You're familiar with right. tiny desk? Yeah, you know I seen the and. She's singing her ass off, but it's like people are like, oh, she looks so dull or oh, she's not expressive into it. And then she goes out and says like, yeah, I was like super anxious that day. I had a heart attack. Like, that's that's the shit. And you still expect it to perform and put on this like artistry 
despite like what if she was having a panic attack it's like literally two hours before that's like how I, everything that i would however i would engage with her or however i would perceive her I would, like anxiety would be at the tip of my like will be in, in my brain at all times like yo this is someone that has already voiced multiple times that they deal with chronic anxiety right and it's not like they haven't even spoken about it for what she didn't even owe us explanation right like Before, she could just perform how she performs and doesn't have to explain shit and that's just her yeah but i think people people expect artists to always put on this persona i guess of what they expect the artist to be yeah you know and do you know how long summer walker's been making music for no i think she's fairly new she's pretty young yeah so imagine like you put an album out and it's one of your first like big projects and then you're instantly viral you feel me and then oh you do a tour right away you damn near might not be prepared for all the for sure not nigga i've been touring for years now and i'm still not like each tour is i'm still learning something Right, and, I can only, and that's just from a business standpoint. I can only imagine what the artist is actually dealing with. You know right. what I'm saying? Going from like maybe 50 people at your shows Niggas to from her is probably being 5, in her room. Yeah. It's going from like being her being in her room recording, being in these small studios, these private sessions recording, to being propped in front of thousands. She just did. She's doing. She just did the Warfield, bro. That shit huge. That's 2,500 people. <laughs> she sold that out. She's not from here, and she's selling out. 2,500 cap rooms. When, I'm pretty sure when she gets closer to where she's from, she's doing 4,000, 5,000. I remember I, it was wild because I had to. And then if she do a festival. Come on, my nigga. She did it. She did. Didn't she do the. Um, I think she did the Her Festival or some shit out here. You you were in front of 10,000, 20,000. It's like imagine voicing over and over again that you suffer from this anxiety, social anxiety, and then constantly being placed in the things that trigger it. Right. And. And then that's also your form of income and your form of work. It's just wild to me because, like, nigga, you hear people on the internet complain, on the on Twitter, the internet, wherever in life, complain every day about how they wish they could take a job, a day off, or not have to work because of mental, mental Like health. a sick day. Or, like, what they call it, um, I need a mental health, health day. day. People yeah. talk about this all the time. But when Summer does it, it's a problem because that's all she's doing. Right. It's it's. it's Setting like, clear boundaries. Like, damn, I'm going through hell of shit right now. I, I need to take some this. fucking time off. You know how many talking? And I'll tour again. Like, I can't do this right now. That's what people talk about. Let's set boundaries. Let's put ourselves first. Let's right. put our mental health first. Health is wealth. The marathon continues. Shit, like you feel me? Like, take care of yourself. Make boundaries. Take have that self care. Practice it. Like, oh, I, I see every day there's some fucking self care shit on Twitter, but which is great. But it's also like, why can't? Summer Walker take care of herself. You know what it reminds me of, and it's a clear indication of, is that people love theory but not practice. Two. <laughs> that's, that's what we talk about anything in this world, bro. Like, think about it. Like, theory. we talk about Twitter all the time. It's like, bro, people spend a lot of time theorizing on Twitter, but the actual practice of engaging the shit they talk about, they ain't talking about it. So it's like, what is it for? Y'all was just talking into oblivion, <laughs> damn near, and not practicing it when it happens and some people of course do practice it of course right but it's also like niggas talk 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 about it and then they want to just be so obsessed with summer walker and her decisions the masses of the responses that i've seen have been not been empathetic at all like i seen a po- she posted like a video um with like her boyfriend like dancing on her boyfriend or some shit like that and i saw a response it was like oh she can do this but can't do it to her like where's her social anxiety here Bro, you in an intimate space like with your fucking partner. Like, there's no, I have no what? anxiety with me and you in this room right now. None. <laughs> but let three more motherfuckers come in here and sit down. It's like 
<laughs> bro, I'm like, circumstances change things. Exactly. It's the like, fuck? we ain't doing a fucking show right now. I'm in the comfort of my own home, nigga. Dancing with one singular person who I chose to invite into this space. You don't determine who come, who buys a ticket to your show. Or how people engage with you at the show. Nigga, I did a sound check <laughs> for Black um, earlier, like, like last month. We had a one-off in San Diego, and I had to do sound check for him because he needed to like get dressed or whatever at the hotel. And I had to do sound check for him. He's so doing I, Canadian Goose. I had to rap his words <laughs> yeah. in a room full of people I didn't know. And I was like... A little nervous before I did it, and it's not right. the sound check. Like, I'm not performing in front of thousands. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit! Like this is completely like, this changing is the my way heat. that I'm about to engage with him now. Yeah, like it's period point blank. The way that I'm engaging with him now as a performer, it's way different because again, I've always theorized everything, and of course, like I performed in front of like football is performing. You know, like, yeah. playing sports is performing. It's entertaining, but I hadn't, I haven't done that in five years. You feel me? So right. when I'm when I was up there, I said, bro, like being able to directly put myself in his shoes and experience for a second, and that's like minimal, right? Like there was like 10, 15 people in there at best, and they're yeah. all working just like it's the sound guys and the tech guys or whatever. Bartenders but, and shit. Yeah, regardless, I put myself in his shoes, and that's like completely going to change the way that I engage with him on performing, which is why I'm so confused as to as people who claim to deal with mental health, anxiety, depression, and the whole nine, how niggas are not able to empathize with Summer Walker. Like I, it was, it was, it's somebody who I, who I seen like come at summer hella foul. Excuse me, and I was like, I bet if I search their at with anxiety, they're gonna be talking about how they suffer from the shit, right? Because it's a person that I've seen talk about it before. So I'm like, my nigga, how can you understand it with your own circumstance, but not with, with her? What do you think plays a role in that shit? I don't. know. I think people are just so caught up in their own shit, <laughs> and. They idolize celebrities and almost forget that they're humans, too, in some ways. So it's like, oh, we see this pop culture icon, but they can't deal with the same shit we deal with because they're a celebrity and they have money. Facts. Some shit like that. Like, where it's just like, oh, yeah, I go through anxiety, but she got to perform right now. And people don't have empathy. I think that's the root of it. It's like, I don't know. I don't. I feel like I'd be empathetic even if I didn't have anxiety. At least I hope I would, but maybe because I experience it, I have empathy and I'm like, okay. I could see the signs of it just because I've experienced some shit, but it's also like, I would hope that if I never experienced anxiety, I would still have empathy. It's I think with music too or any form of entertainment, it's always this entitlement that comes from fans. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely being guilty of that. Like I, I think about it with Kawhi Leonard. He's been on low management recently, right? And like niggas like, nah, that nigga needs to be playing. It's like, bro, he has a deteriorating knee. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why should he be playing? Like that he nigga can make his own terms on how he plays basketball. And I bet many of it's so wild. Like, I wish I had that in my life. That I can create my own terms for everything. And it's almost like when when black people reclaim their right to their body their power. and their it's ownership really, in yeah. a situation that people have an issue with it. And that's that's the basis of it. It's like okay, you hear motherfuckers back. It ain't that deep. No, that's exactly what it is, my nigga. Period. Period. Point blank. Oh, y'all too woke for us. It's like nah, that shit. Nah, it's that deep, nigga. But then it'd be like, let's say something bad happened to Summer Walker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she's I literally have empathy for her that y'all niggas have for Mac Miller, my nigga. <laughs> like, period, bro. Like, she's on. literally taking care of herself. Like, you know, people with anxiety pass away from suicide. People with depression. Pass away from suicide So like she's Not saying that, that That's what she's thinking Or going through But like She's really taking care of herself So she doesn't have 
worsening episodes it's or worsening care. anxiety. It's like, yeah. So that's the shit I don't understand. But it's like, then I think about like Frank Ocean. I feel like people don't have that same energy towards Frank Ocean as they do like Summer Walker. I mean, we would be ignorant. To, I mean, like, we talk about the stigma of black women having to be super strong. Right. Like, your worth as a black woman is rooted in how much trauma you can bear. Yeah. Like, how much trauma you can bear and keep pushing forward. Like, that's the mark of how great a black woman is. You see, like, when most people talk about black women, like, we've even... Like I've been guilty of that, right? Being like, oh, I need a black woman therapist because of these reasons. And it's all because I feel like they're the ones that can handle the most of my like they're the strongest ones. Like that's yeah. like they can handle they can handle the shit, right? When it's like, nah, they fucking people just like us. They got thresholds just like us. You know what I'm saying? So like it it would be it would be naive to to not think that Summer being a black woman and our association with black women and trauma and how strong they're supposed to be isn't playing a role. And how motherfuckers are Engaging with her in her fucking anxiety. Straight up. It's misogynoir at the end of the day. It's, it's sick. Hatred, specific hatred towards black women. And then let alone a black woman who's like creating a boundary for herself and like, nah, I ain't finna be this, you know, superhero who could do everything like that or like take care of herself. We then love boundaries like, until people actually set them. <laughs> I swear. Like, I have people tell me to set boundaries. Then when I do it, you know. It's literally a problem. Yeah, like, oh, I hope you hope you can create this boundary, but when you, you take like take care of yourself. And then when you do some shit that's taking care of yourself, it's people like, nah, just like I wanted you to take care of yourself in a way that was beneficial for me. Or take care of yourself in a way that aligns with my priorities and what I expect of you, my nigga. But don't take care of don't take care of yourself in a way that's actually centering yourself and it's what you need. Niggas don't want that for niggas, bro. And oftentimes it's people like you were saying earlier, it's like people who talk about mental health. People who talk about anxiety. I'm telling you, you had, like, you were lucky enough to be able to take time off from your work because you suffered an injury. You know how many people can't? Like, I don't think I could do that, my nigga. Like, we've talked about it to where it's like, oh, maybe you should take some time off. I'm like, I don't know if I have the conditions to do that for whatever reasons, whether it's like my job might not be able to sign off on it. Um, I actually can't afford to miss out on that much money. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all these yeah. factors that play a role into it. And I'm just like... Like, I'm lucky that I had sick time. Or I have a position that offers sick time mm-hmm. because I have a full-time job. Niggas but if I'm, like working, if I'm working if I'm working a few ain't, part-time, it's yeah. like, you ain't getting no sick time. Niggas ain't getting no sick time. The average the average person not getting no sick time. It's, it's wild, man. And I think... I don't know. This shit is just forcing me to check myself, and I, I'm hoping we both doing it as two people that manage artists. You know what I'm saying? Because I think we both fallen victim to times to holding shy black Jim, whoever, to these. I don't know. You just like try to turn them into machines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you forget to think about what the fuck they got going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and I know I've, I know I've, I've been um, guilty of that. Yeah, I have to. I know I have. (laughs) I know I have. Just because you look at the stakes and shit. But it's like, what's really important to us? The people or the music? It's the people. (laughs) Like, at the end of the day, the people, the relationships. At any given time, you know? like, And that's that's why I really, that's why I really support and fuck with Summer setting this boundary and and putting her self-care and her happiness into her own hands is because these motherfuckers who claim like they these fans don't really care and people feel so entitled based like oh i've streamed your music 
It's like, bro, streaming don't really mean shit. It's like, like, also, I never asked you to. Like, y'all chose to to fuck with this shit. Yeah, and just because you listen to my music doesn't mean I owe you shit. Like, I gave you music. (laughs) You feel me? Like, yeah, you paid what five dollars or ten dollars a month for your Apple Music, but like, that's not even really generating. Like, streaming isn't making hell of fucking money for artists like that. Yeah, I seen some shit where somebody was like, where somebody was like, um, what they say? Because she had canceled a meet and greet, and someone was like. She needs, she needs to show up because that's what her fans pay for. And I'm, I'm hoping like, I'm pretty sure she's like reimbursing these people. If she's not, then that's where it's like shit gets a little tricky, right? Um, but like, you have the right to cancel. You have to right to change your mind. You have that right. Not even as an artist, as a human being. Like, if me and you decided to record today, and you was like, "Hey, I can't make it," you know, hopefully you give me an exp- uh, explanation, but also, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you have the right. <laughs> like shit is going on. You like, have the right to change your mind. You know what I'm saying? Like you have like that's your right as a human, and people need to check their entitlement. Facts. Period. Plain blank. Yeah. Uh, I really just think about my own experience, bro. Like I was literally on Bart. Again, t- to my earlier point, I've been dealing with some s- super intense anxiety. My nigga, to the point where I wish I could just stay. Not even just stay in my bed. Like, it's not to the point where I don't want to do nothing because I'm high-functioning with my anxiety. Right. You know, like, I still want to be able to work it. But I just didn't want to leave my house, you know, because, like, that's where I feel safest is when I'm in my house, or in my room. When I'm inside, it's when I feel safest. Um, and I was on BART yesterday, like, having all the physical side effects of a panic attack or just anxiety and have all the mental side effects of, a, of, a, uh, of anxiety. You know, like, my thoughts are super clouded or whatever. And I'm just like, fuck. I wish I didn't have to go into the office today. Yeah. But for capitalistic reasons, I had to be there. Right. I had to show up. And that shit is like it's like nigga, that shit is like a form of prison, my nigga. Like, you know, not to not to downplay actual prison, but like I felt trapped. Like I feel like I had no choice. I and that's like I had to do something. And that's something like Asada was talking about in her autobiography too. Was like this idea of like capitalism kind of being like an open air mm-hmm. type of like prison in some way. Like you have you're to, you forced have to, to do, do these things. things because a you need food, b you need healthcare, c you need a home. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to do this shit. But it's like this shit isn't the workforce is not built for people with anxiety with dis- disabilities in general, right? But like anxiety or like you know mental mental conditions mental uh mental health right mm-hmm. or you know like neurodivergent people shit like yeah. that so it's like i know even for myself it's like there's sometimes where i don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> but my job requires me to come in and to talk to Nigga, people think about how many people you got to get engaged with on any given day just at your job and i'm sure like you've seen where my of office is come, hundreds of people come in and out of fanny lou every day right so that's just in your space. And then you a meeting. Then you got to think about whatever relationships you have, whether that's family, you know, intimate, whatever. Like, think about how many people you engage with every day, bro. Facts. And that shit, like, and I'm someone with anxiety, intense anxiety, and deal with depression, PTSD, shit like that. So it's like having to, like, literally, but okay, I got to, like, almost turn that shit off. Otherwise, I'm not doing my job right. <laughs> in a sense, you know, it's like, all right, I got to be social. Oh, I got to talk to people. But there's days I just really just wish I could come in and sit to my desk and really not talk to nobody. That's why I got to work from home some days because I literally don't have the energy to just 
pour myself out all the time. Yeah, facts. You know what I mean? Because in the work, it's pouring myself out, and it's you know students having a lot of trauma, but that trauma can also be like secondary trauma too, or shit that I've experienced myself. So it's bringing up shit for me. Mm-hmm. But I can't work from home for two weeks straight because <laughs> then I'm not doing my job. Yeah. But that shit ain't set up for you know. Yeah. So I think capitalism is really. It doesn't help, or it doesn't take in cons- into consideration the people's needs. I mean, because you know, it's not about that. It's about production. profit. It's about pro- <laughs> productivity. Yeah. It's about what you can create, how hard you can work, how long you can work, what you'll do past hours. You know what I mean? Shit for the birds. So, so yeah. The point is, man, people need to be checking themselves, and yeah, try to empathize. And if your first thought is some negative shit, like, just keep that shit to yourself and maybe sit on that and don't tweet it right away. <laughs> like, if I, oh, why is this person doing this? It's like, may, maybe you should sit with that and really think about why Summer Walker might need to take some time for herself. Yeah. Or anyone in general. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, I mean, try to align y'all practice with y'all theory, man. That's all I can say because I see so many of us talking about mental health on Twitter, on Instagram, all the social media. I see, I see us having these conversations. Let's act like we know what the fuck we talking about. Put that shit in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we didn't we didn't start this motherfucker off with Black Joy. It is what it is. We could we could do it right now, halfway through, switching it up on y'all. So what's your Black Joy then? Uh, hmm. I'm pretty happy right now. <laughs> I'm keeping the band like I feel good. Shout out to uh, Yemi, Sienna, Martin, and Grace. For allowing us to record in their living room right now. Yeah, my fucking power out at my place. Yeah. <laughs> B spot where we usually record is experiencing technical, audio, um, and visual <laughs> difficulties right now. Um, so, yeah, we were able to pull up here at that spot and record while everyone is out doing their thing. So, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful. I was able to get a massage this morning, I really needed that. My first week back in the gym, and then, you know, like I said, I've been super tense all week from that fucking anxiety. My chest was super tight, so I just wanted to, like, get the blood moving. Uh, Hey, I I don't know. I'm just, I feel good right now, so I'm happy about that. I'm happy that I feel good. That's what's up. What about you? So I'm feeling better. Like, I feel like I've, you know, telling you I've been having, like, a lot of intense anxiety, a lot of just... I've just had a lot of shit going on for the past few months, dealing with like death and just family things going on and shit like that. And so, but I got I got I was able to get lunch with my brother, and that was cool. He's younger, he's still in high school and shit. So just being able to spend time with him and just catch up with him and talk to him, that shit was cool to do. You know, it's sometimes it's hard, especially like as young people trying to like get our careers going and. All our creative shit that we trying to do, it's like sometimes it's hard to make time. Yeah. So it was like good to make time for my little brother and just be able to kick it with him. Finding um, a finding a balance with family has been something I've been struggling with, especially as like you said, things with our different careers pick up. Yeah. Like, and you're the oldest too, right? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times the oldest, you have a lot more responsibility in yeah. some ways. Responsibility is something I've been thinking about lately, like as far as like inherited responsibility and i guess 
chosen responsibility. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but I think because it's almost not our response. Some things aren't our responsibility. But it's like, how can you sit around and let your sibling go <laughs> feel just still be a void? Exactly. You know, like, yeah, it's finding that balance of yeah, like because I, I I don't know, man. Like yeah, I just I want to do right by friends and family, but I also at what expense? Because you got to do right by yourself, too. And family will take advantage of your shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> or people who you love and who claim to love you will take advantage of it. So I've just been thinking a lot about responsibility, too. Yeah. Sure. No, I've been on that on that way of just trying to figure out what's what's best for myself, especially with, like, family things. Like, all right, how do I take care of myself? And then all right, at what point am I good to a point where, all right, now I can start helping others in my family. You, know? you, to, you got to hang with your little brother, though, because... Me and my siblings are so spread out. You got a sister in the SoCloud, SoCal, yeah. too, right? Yeah. But I got like a sister and a brother in Connecticut. I got a sister in San Francisco. I got a sister in like Antioch, Tracy area. And then I got a brother in fucking Marin. And then I got my two, two of my younger siblings out in West Oakland. But we so fucking spread out. Yeah. And yeah, it just be hard to keep track of all of them. And like my high school siblings ain't like checking for me unless they woke something for real, which I'm not bad at. You know, yeah. like I fuck with y'all in high school. Like that's how I did. That's how I would have did my <laughs> I don't live with, you know. But it's just, it'd be it'd be so hard to uh, keep track of all that shit, man. So I'm both proud, envious, both proud and envious that you get to you know spend that kind of time with your siblings. That's yeah. important. I had a good ass therapy session today or not today but this week that shit was i got mine at two i can't wait for that shit. yeah sometimes it's like we you be like all right i need to get my ass to therapy that was like one of those sessions i had so that was some joy that came out of it because i just addressed shit that i needed to address within my own fucking head yeah. <laughs> and then you feel good after and then the next day like like i literally yeah, feel like that's why i'm doing this good this week <laughs> you know yeah i've had moments where like therapy really hit her best bro you could go in there and Pull yourself out of something, or you could dig the hole deeper, bro. <laughs> and and then you just walk out that shit like, like hell with the past. I don't like, know next time I'm gonna be up in this motherfucker. Not gonna deal with this shit on my yeah, own. Yeah, now I gotta fucking go get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be feeling that way sometimes. But what, what do you think made your session go good? I feel like I was just able to process shit and voice shit that I haven't necessarily voiced. You know, so like, yeah. oh, I'm experiencing these thoughts right now based off of. Some shit that happened 15 years ago type shit. Or some shit that happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, so being able to, like, pinpoint shit and be like, okay, this this is the root cause of why I'm feeling this way right now. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like I just generally have some, like, abandonment shit. And it's like, that shit come from, like, my relationship with my father. Yeah. You know? And, like, being able to pinpoint, like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Or, like, you know what I'm saying? So being able to pinpoint shit based off of trauma and shit like that has been, and then voicing it for the first time, you know, because you have some shit in your head and you don't voice it. I feel like when you're able to voice it or like write it down, it kind of like helps you get it out. Yeah, that that was I think with my first session ever, that's what really felt so liberating was that I had said some shit out loud that I thought I never would, you know, like. And that even, should be kind of scary too, head, bro. Yeah. That should be scary when you say that shit. Like, yeah, you say it, you say it in your head all the time, or like even for me, journaling was super big for me before I got into therapy and before I broke my hand or whatever. Um, but the first time I ever said some shit out loud, I was like, "Fuck!" It was so freeing and liberating. So yeah, I definitely do find power in saying shit out loud. Like yeah. it, it feels like I'm actually like 
it's actually leaving me when Facts. I say it out loud as opposed to like writing it down, like trying to process it in my head on a fucking hamster wheel. You know, yeah. <laughs> bro, that was a good that's analogy. I'm like, that shit. I like, swear, bro. You're going in fucking circles. Like, you'll reach 17 different conclusions off of one thing and if they you try don't, to process it in your head. And that shit don't make sense half the time. Like, you just it. like. I think that's overthinking. It's overthinking, yeah, but anxiety yeah. makes you overthink. Yeah. It makes you, I don't know, from I myself, come up with like false realities. For sure. For sure. 100%. I'd I, be I, ready to beat anxiety's ass, bro. If I could fight anxiety, I would. But I try to meditate that shit. Way. <laughs> I go to therapy and help myself. I don't know. Fuck anxiety. One thousand <laughs> percent. You said you wanted to dive into the the, the miles the press the miles Gary shit, right? Straight off the press, you know. We have our producers in here giving us <laughs> giving us papers to talk about. I'm just joking. We don't have no fucking producers. <laughs> right, it, it was wild when that shit happened. I, where was I at last night watching the game? I was at dinner. I was at dinner. And I'm just like going back and forth between eating my food and looking up at the monitor. <laughs> and I'm like seeing these niggas like get into it. I see this nigga hit the nigga with the helmet. I'm like, oh, he on some sick shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, that shit. When you see shit live as opposed to like the sports hitter replay, right. I always hit a little different. So you're like, oh, that shit going on right now. Yeah, then they started like replaying and then so you get to see like all the build up. And I initially thought it was funny just because. He hit a nigga in the hell with the helmet. I'm just like, my nigga just took whatever he could and just knocked. And that they nigga. was already beating their ass in the actual game. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's like you got your ass beat, like, it was, it was, and you losing the game. Like man, you going home feeling like shit. Then I was like, you know, Miles Garrett got punched by a fan. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> a fan punched him and then ran off. A fan punched that nigga. I was like, he ain't had that energy for that nigga. But fuck Mason Rudolph, that nigga Maga. Yeah, that's what niggas was saying. He be on his Make America Great Again shit. So Amber started it he that himself. Hard enough, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, and he, he, he tried to pull off his helmet. You know what's, what? What I found me? was hella wild. Was like if you look at the replay. Mason Rudolph clearly starts it, right? Yeah. But then he turns into victim. White people love doing like, that shit, bro. Like, it was like whiteness in, like, Full-time action. Like, you just see it. Like, you see him scruffing him, trying to get his head, uh, trying to get him off, or trying to get Miles' helmets yeah. off. Right. And then I think Miles, like, either pushed him or whatever, or when he, when he hit him with the helmet, he was like, what? Like, he flares his arm. Right, like, like oh, my God, what happened? Like, bro, you started that shit. You was trying to do that shit, too, they, but you know, your ass was so fucking weak, flag, and you couldn't even do it. They should just make, they should take the Confederate flag and statues down and trade them and change them with white people, like, flaring their arms open, <laughs> playing the victim. That so, somebody got to make an edit of that video <laughs> and, <laughs> and put, like, a Confederate flag on the flag, and he getting bopped in the head with the fucking Make America right, Great shit. Like 21st century white victimhood is like flaring your arms open like what did i do yeah it's like their favorite after you start some shit right like so, knowing that it could be a fucking repercussion for the shit you started but yeah. I, I think i saw that helmet coming though yeah that nigga just went but i mean <laughs> bro it's like it's you and you play fucking football you feel me it's like you in a hot heat of the moment somebody fighting you bro it's i've like, been in a fight at every stage of of my every like thing that i play so like pop warner high school junior college college i've gotten into a fight every every phase and Every people way. act like, oh, this is football. That shouldn't happen. I'm like, bro, football is one of the most brutal sports but then when fucking a nigga is. Take off or a nigga not playing because he injured, he's soft. Which one is it? Is these niggas too tough or is they soft? <laughs> I, needed, I needed to know. I, again, it's that thing. People you people need you to be whatever they want you to be right. at any given time, right? But your emotions are high. You feel me? You playing a violent ass game. Is somebody coming for you, bro? That's all that's all you fucking know. It's all right. That's that's what's happening right now. A nigga coming from my head, coming from my helmet. You a gladiator, nigga. Bro, it's, it's part of the fucking game. All's fair between them white lines, in my opinion. Yeah, facts. Fuck. 
and then people trying to call for him to be arrested and like, shit like that. Fuck? Like, like, come on, bruh. Like that come just on. really just shows the fucking racism behind it. Like, bruh, the white dude started the fucking shit. Like, we were literally seeing in real time how like black people cannot fucking defend themselves, even in the NFL where he's making millions of dollars and the shit is all fucking caught on camera. A nigga try to defend himself, and he is the one who's oh he should be arrested. What oh, happened? he should be suspended. Oh, he should, he should be fucking ejected. And, like, you... I don't know. People might be like, oh, this is some too woke shit. But it's like, look at the same shit like when black people try to defend themselves in the streets. You feel me? The same shit type of shit happens. I can't you believe that I mean? anyone is calling for him to go to jail. That's wild. Bro, I was seeing this clip on SportsCenter uh, or ESPN or some shit that said the, tri- the trial of Miles Garrett. What are we calling it? The trial. Like, just thinking about that anti-black rhetoric of that shit. <laughs> Bro. Like, oh, we gonna put this nigga on trial? Like they're trying it seemed to like it's gonna be a fucking a criminal, lynching type into, shit, like into a criminal, bro. This is wild. When we all saw what happened, but you know, when it, when it, when it, when has video footage ever worked in the favor of black folks? Exactly. Even when in the NFL, this shit. white people. When has video footage ever been in our favor? But it's like, bro, if you a pitcher, you a white pitcher. You feel but me? The you white fucking, niggas fight all the time in baseball. You, ain't bro, no you like you throw some shit close to the head. It's like ain't never like the police just stand there anyway. Ain't that like, like attempted murder? You, you kill a nigga with a baseball. Hundred miles per hour fastball to the head. Never and, happens. Oh, it's just a warning. Sometimes like it, that doesn't even mean you're ejected. You know, shit is wild. But me. like you playing a fucking brutal ass sport where somebody coming for your head, nigga, throwing some shit back at your I head mean, too. Cause like the whole makeup of football is rooted in some anti-black. Plantation ass Like yeah Like slave type shit Right Like the whole system of it The whole thing You have White folks up in the boxes Watching Mostly Black men Go at each other Inflict harm onto one another You know what I'm saying Like come on my nigga CTE Come on All I'm saying is Don't get mad When niggas Are as violent as the sport is That's (laughs) what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) This is the sport They're fucking playing This breast It's kind of hard To turn that shit off Shouldn't have to if you ask me. If you don't want to see violence, don't watch football, nigga. Ain't that what y'all pay to see? Right. And then when you see some more violence, it's it's over with. But yeah. Free Miles Garrett. <laughs> Got my nigga fucked up, bro. What was this, episode 57? Maybe. We do this shit every fucking time. Yeah, episode 57. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Make sure you tap in SoundCloud, iTunes, or what's the Apple Podcast? I always say iTunes. I don't know what the fuck I said iTunes. We need to get on Spotify. These niggas hating. Are we on Google Play or whatever that shit is called? I don't know. I got to look. But hopefully uh, Patreon can help us with that shit. We need that A fucking sap. Yeah. Tap in with us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash HelloBlackPod. This is episode 57. Hello Black. Thank you.